Welcome in to Under the Husk, episode 17, the final episode in the inaugural season of Under the Husk. That being said, we will do some postseason episodes, breaking down rosters and talking about big decisions being made in the offseason, but this is the finale, if you will, the last previews, the last recaps. Someone is going to be crowned the OG corn man by the end of, within the next 48 hours. Uh, if you're listening, coming to you live from 2022, uh, 2021, bit of a year. Uh, hope we all are doing a little bit better in 2022. Uh, I'm sure we will be. Someone who's playing in this game that we're going to go over in a couple minutes will be doing great. Uh, with a lot of shit talking uh, allowable for them. Um, where do we want to start today? I'm doing this solo. Gino is back home. Uh, he tossed himself into an Omicron fire back home with his family. I respect it. Gino's a family man. For all the shit you want to give him, he's square, he's this, he's that, he's a piece of shit. He's a family man. He put himself at risk to see his people. Uh, but he's immune to the disease. So you could make the argument that he's still a big piece of shit. Anyway, Gino, we miss you. We'll have you on in a couple weeks. Maybe when we do a, a season recap and a, some housekeeping items for next season. But, uh, oh, actually, also before I get into the previews and the recaps, I do want to put out a missing persons report uh, for one of our league members. That would be Sir Eric Puglisi. I haven't heard from him. Uh, hope he's doing okay. Andrew, as, as his older brother, we, we just, maybe you can report back and let us know, but uh, he's missing as far as we're all concerned. So we miss you, Eric. We hope to hear from you soon. Um, I hope 2020 bring, 2022 brings you plenty of joy when you are found. Uh, all right, let's get into it. We'll, we'll start with a, with a quick recap. Uh, there were three big matchups, starting with... The Iron Dome taking on Motley Jew for the opportunity to pick third in the 2022 rookie draft. What can I say about this matchup? The Iron Dome absolutely exploded against Motley Jew, winning 171 to 94. Uh, massive performances from Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. Um, the Amon Ra man absolutely went off. Just a pretty good performance across the board. Um, interestingly enough, would have lost to Sanchez by 0.02 points in the semifinal. So good on you both. You both put up massive point totals. But I'm very excited to be picking third. I think there's going to be a lot of talent in this upcoming draft. And uh, could be a nice shot in the arm to the Iron Dome who saw some uh, some – Young guys come on strong at the end of the year. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Dak and Amari really put up the only points for, for the Motley Jews. Um, a lot of bagels, uh, one bombs, five bombs, 3.5. It was just an ugly week for Motley Jew. It would have been nice for, for a squad that was the last team out of the playoffs to pick third, but it didn't work out for them. And uh, they will be picking sixth in the 2020 to draft. Actually, that is not true. Mr. Tanelli will be picking 
sixth with the pick that was traded to him. So he'll be picking first and sixth, see if he can make some some big moves and, and get himself back into contention in uh, 2022. Moving on to the more important matchups with higher stakes, uh, we saw the battle for House Diaz-Albertini. And I want to mention neither of these games were close, unfortunately. Uh, both of the players who we believed would win did get it done. I believe that the best two teams in the league are in the championship. That's great for the league. It's great for ratings. Uh, so we'll start with that matchup. Ju cruising to a 176 to 109 win. Uh, what can you say? The, the, the performance from Justin Jackson and T Higgins would have almost gotten them across the finish line alone. And then you got a big performance from Debo Samuel. You get a very solid performance from Aaron Rodgers. Just a really good, uh, solid, you know, consistent numbers across the board. Now, a couple question marks going into this week there that we will get to. Um, but overall, when you put up 176 points, you should never lose in this league and he wouldn't have. Uh, on the other side of the ball, a very disappointing showing from Stafford, very, very disappointing from Melvin Gordon. Keenan, for all of the controversy that has surrounded him, uh, he did not do Keith any favors in the semifinals. And then you got Hollywood and, and Chase Claypool, they're not going over 10 points, you're gonna be in trouble. So Evil Stevie looking to lick his wounds in the third place game. Uh, we will highlight that shortly. And then the other game, as I mentioned, uh, featured a missing person and Boats and Young Ho, Willie Sanchez. Another blowout, uh, 171 to 119. Um, the Josh Allen, uh, you know, that QB1 aspiration that you probably had when you spent that money on him, it's coming to fruition at the right time. Uh, even with Tom Brady only putting up 14 points, you still got almost 50 from your from your two quarterbacks. And that will get you across the finish line in most situations. Then Chase Edmonds, finally, finally coming uh, to your rescue. You traded a second round pick for him, maybe even a first. I don't remember that trade exactly, but I know he got hurt immediately. So you're happy to see those dividends being paid. And then everyone else over 10 points. There wasn't a guy under 13 points on your roster. That is what you want to see in the playoffs. Other side of the ball, 119 points. Pretty disappointing, but that's not a horrific performance. But in the semis, you're going to need to put up more. Uh, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones, 0.35. Terry McLaurin, 6.5. Russell Gage, 4.9. That's going to hurt you. Devontae tried his best to put the team on the back with a 32 bomb. But again, you fell short. A very respectable season, though, for Deshaun's massage parlor. And, you know, we think his, his roster is in a good spot uh, going into the future. So there you have it. Boats and Young Ho and... Ndamukong Ju moving forward to crown a champion. And we will see Evil Stevie take on Deshaun's Massage Parlor for the third place trophy, which that's an eight, that would be an $18 profit for those of you watching at home. The winner will get $144. So you're playing for something. And these teams hate each other. So there's pride involved here. You don't want to come in fourth place. You'd rather come in last place. At least you get to pick first at that point. So 
there's a lot to play for. These guys are still going to be battling, and and there's something to watch uh, come come tomorrow morning. So. Moving on, we will do a quick highlight of that third place game because like we said, it's important. So as it stands right now, let me navigate back to this page. As it stands, Evil uh, Deshaun's Massage Parlor is a 10 point favorite over Evil Stevie. Uh, going into the live scoring tab, uh, let's see how this breaks down here. Um, you got Kyler and Stafford, both have been, or not have been, Stafford was disappointing last week, extremely disappointing. He gets an extremely favorable matchup against a depleted Baltimore Ravens uh, secondary. As you all saw last week, Joe Burrow absolutely picked them apart. I don't know if if uh, the Rams are going to, put the, the foot on their throat as much as uh, Cincinnati did. I think they were trying to pro prove a point last week uh, with those comments that were made by the, the defensive coach. But either way, Stafford is in a great position. Kyler, on the other hand, very hard to trust these days. You're obviously not going to start Daniel Jones um, over him. I don't even know. You know. He's done for the year. I don't, I'm, I'm high. Uh, but Kyler Murray, he's, 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 very, he's been very shaky, uh, and he's going against a fantastic Dallas defense, which – that's a for me right now. It's a crazy thing to say when you when you think about what they were last year. Like any quarterback or wide receiver, you would stream throw out there against Dallas last year, knowing that they were probably letting up at least thirty points. So good turnaround there. But either way, anytime you're rolling out Stafford and Kyler, you're in a good spot. On the other side of the ball, it appears that. Deshaun's massage parlor will only be rolling with Jalen Hurts. However, if it is confirmed that Tyler Huntley is the starter, I have to imagine that Eric is going to slot him in over someone like Russell Gage uh, or even Elijah Mitchell, who I don't even know if, if he's definitely playing tomorrow. Um, but it, let's, let's use a hypothetical here and say that Jalen Hurts and Tyler Huntley are both there. With the rushing potential of both of these quarterbacks, I would almost call this a push in the QB room because, you know, real-life football does not translate to fantasy football. So obviously, yes, Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford are better than Jalen Hurts and Tyler Huntley. World's better. On the fantasy football field, though, I don't know, Jim. Moving on to the running back room, we have Damian Harris and David Montgomery uh both with pretty solid matchups. I mean, Damian Harris is in a smash spot. Uh, so these guys, they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of run, I think. Um, and and you know the the Patriots could be up, they could be up three scores at halftime. So uh, I think that's gonna be that seventeen point five projection is is probably is probably spot on. Then the other side of the ball, EP currently starting four running backs again. Sony Michelle in a great spot. Uh, Rashad Penny in a great spot. Jonathan Taylor, there's no such thing as a bad spot for him. So that's a heavy, heavy advantage on the side of Deshaun's massage parlor. Moving to the wide receivers. Uh, Evil Stevie rolling out Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, Hollywood, and Chase Claypool. There are some question marks surrounding Antonio Brown and that ankle. And again, you, I know there's been a lot of talk about his incentives, um, but they're a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. So 
are you going to risk a, a guy who right now is like your only receiver available? Um, Keenan has been great, except for last week. So we'll see if he can bounce back against that pretty stout Denver defense. Um, and then you got two guys that are like all over the place this year. Uh, Hollywood has had his great games, um, but who's throwing on the wall? Uh, not the greatest matchup against the Rams, who have been weak on the ground, but great through the air. Uh, and then Chase Claypool, I think I think Evil Stevie is, is foaming at the possibility of seeing another quarterback who could actually throw the ball far enough down the field to Claypool uh, next season. So... A lot of question marks. This could be a great wide receiver room this week, or they could all kind of underwhelm. Other side of the ball, Devontae is Devontae. That being said, it is supposed to be negative five degrees or something in kickoff. I don't think that's ever stopped Aaron Rodgers from playing well, but there are some stats out there that have been that I've seen in, on Twitter that are not encouraging if you have a, a pass catcher or or obviously Aaron Rodgers this week. So. Russell Gage, Terry McLaurin, two guys also who are big time question marks. So to me, this one comes down to the fact that Eric has the best wide receiver of the group here. Uh, and then the rest to me are big question marks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lean there. And then <laughs> pretty gross for both of these tight ends. Um, I think that the Pittsburgh game is gonna be disgusting. And I also think that the Washington Philly game is gonna be disgusting. I think it's a wash. I am going to roll with who I believe has the hotter team, and that is Deshaun's Massage Parlor. Uh, in what I think th these projections are probably inflating a bit, I'm gonna say 135 to 126. Um, and uh, hopefully Eric comes and claims his prize if he wins it. And now we will move on to the crown jewel of the entire season, the championship. There's so much corn on the line. One team will go home with their tail between their legs. Another one will go to a beautiful field with crops just absolutely flourishing. Uh, just any corn euphemism I can use here, just run with it, use your imagination. You will be the OG corn man if you win this week. I wish I was playing. I wish I was playing in this matchup, but these two teams have earned it. And I am talking about Boats and Youngho taking on Nadamakong Ju. As it stands, Vegas has Boats and Youngho as a 20 point favorite. Now, now, that being said, Antonio Gibson is still currently in Nadamakong Ju's lineup with a zero projection. He is out. He will not be playing. So I'm going to go ahead and take the liberty and, and plug in. I don't believe he's going to play another running back in that spot uh, unless, unless he goes with Justin Jackson or Jarrett Patterson, but I don't know how you could do that in a championship week. I will... It's probably between Jarvis Landry and Cortland Sutton if I were making the decision, but I am not. I'm picking third overall. So the Namagong Jew managers have made great decisions throughout the course of the year. So I am confident that they will make the right one here again. So we're going to call this line closer to a, a 10 point favorite in, in, in favor of Boats and Young Ho. So let's get into this breakdown. This is the premier quarterback battle probably uh other than evil stevie who who on any given week has the stafford kyler uh combo which has been fantastic 
you got Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers facing off against Josh Allen and Tom Brady. You know, I don't I don't really know how it gets much better than that. And and it's all you can ask for in a championship week weekend. Um, that being said, the matchups are heavily, heavily favoring but the quarterbacks on Boats and Young Ho. Josh Allen taking on Atlanta. I think they they also are kind of on a mission to prove that they're a contender. You know, they they went out and they beat the Patriots, um, but they fumbled a couple games uh, before that. And I think they're saying like, let's let's get the momentum going, let's get the confidence back in Josh Allen's head. I see a big one coming for Josh Allen. Then you got Tom Brady taking on the Jets, which, as everybody knows, is what what more can you ask for? But but. There's always the question mark when you play the Jets, is, is it gonna be out of hand at halftime? Will Tom Brady even play in the fourth quarter? How is the ball getting punched into the end zone? That is the question in this game. And, and, and it depends on whether Tom Brady puts up 40 points or if he puts up 18. So I think regardless, his floor is, is probably right around 20 points, um, which when you pair that with Josh Allen, you're doing fine. Other side of the ball, you have Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. But we mentioned that it is going to be freezing in Green Bay tomorrow. The reports are calling for negative five degrees. I think I saw somewhere that the average passing yards in uh, in a game that is at this temperature is 160 yards and like 0.3 touchdowns. So I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily adhere to your your uh, averages across the board in the NFL, but it is question for concern, uh, cause for concern. Again, I'm high. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's been, I think when you break down his like final year numbers, he's top five QB, he's been very good, but he's definitely had his like weirdly bad games sprinkled in. If there were going to be one where you would say that it, it's more likely than not to happen, I think it's against this Denver defense who they're not great, but like they definitely have been able to be between the way that they run the ball and then their just ability to play solid defense. He might not get that many possessions. He might not have to throw the ball so many times. So I think on paper, this matchup is even when you look at the quarterback room, but between the matchups and then just the two guys that I, that I like on Sanchez's side of the ball, I'm gonna give a slight lean to Boson Youngo in the quarterback room. Now, we move to the running backs. On Sanchez's side, Boson Youngho's side, we have Chase Edmonds, Austin Eckler, and Zeke. I think on paper, that looks awesome. But question number one, is James Conner playing? Question number two, how are Austin Eckler's lungs doing? We've seen a lot of players come back off of COVID and be absolutely terrible. Question number three, does Zeke stink? He's been good, he's been solid, but he still looks slow. I can't, like he's he's producing in the fantasy football world, but if you watch him play, it's not fun. I, I do think that ball's gonna stay on the ground a lot against a, a solid Cardinals defense. And I think they're gonna probably wanna keep the ball out of Kyler's hands. Um, that being said, I don't think James Conner is going to play. I think even if he does, if you watched that uh, Cardinals game last week, Chase Edmonds was the focal point of the offense. I don't 
think that the Dallas secondary is going to give a lot to guys like Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore. So I, I think you might see another six to eight reception game from Chase Edmonds uh, with those little dump offs from Kyler and, and, those add up. Those add up. You think he had like 80 yards receiving last week and a couple uh, touchdown maybe or two. So Chase Edmonds to me is actually in in the list of big names. He to me he's the safest play this week. Uh, Ekman at 100, he's awesome, right? He's a, he's a top five guy. He's he's amazing. But I just the 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 COVID thing is like overwhelmingly negative for guys who are coming off the COVID list. You saw Reek, you saw Lockett both put up like less than five points. And even Lockett came out and said like, he he was up against it. Like he didn't feel good. Uh, and Mahomes was like, Reek was exhausted. Uh, so that's a big question mark. I don't think you could pivot, obviously, when you look at the guys that are on your bench, but what is he gonna be uh, against a pretty solid Denver defense? And then Zeke is Zeke. I think he's probably good for at least 12 points. It's the question of, is he gonna score how many times? Because he's but he doesn't seem to put up those big yardages anymore. It's like he just falls into the end zone two or three times and he, and he puts up 20 points. So you will take that though, of course. On the other side of the matchup, as we mentioned, Antonio Gibson is out. Uh, I don't believe that with the running back situation going on on Dominic Ju, they're going to opt for the three running backs. I think they'll go with four wide receivers. But that being said, Josh Jacobs uh, has been great. He, he stomped all over Denver. Where's Denver? A couple weeks ago or last week? Um, he's a plotter, but he's good. He, he, he gets it done, and he's been very solid for you. And then Darrell Williams, I think, is is. It's gross, but no Clyde uh, against a, a very average Cincinnati defense. Um, I think he's going to score, and I think he's going to probably catch a couple passes. I think Derek Gore is going to be involved, who is sitting on uh, Bochenyoho's bench over there across the way. But uh, I think Darrell Williams is a very, very safe play. Uh, I want to lean... Sanchez here, but I do think with all of the question marks and just the fact that he's starting three, Dom Conk's probably starting two. I'm going to call this a push. Uh, that might be controversial, but just in my heart of hearts, there's too many question marks on the boats side of the ball. Now, moving on. Run, uh, uh, wide receiver room. Cooper Cup. I don't think I have to say much here. He is playing against a very, very, very exploitable Ravens defense, uh, secondary specifically. Uh, he has incentives, or not incentives, but he has incentives that are literally uh, NFL records that are on the line. Um, and, and guys like Odell and Stafford have come out and spoken directly about them. So maybe this is me just being hopeful because I have Cooper Cup in, in our other league playing for a championship. but. I don't know why they would stop feeding him the ball tomorrow. Uh, so I think that 21-point projection there might be conservative. Um, Hunter Renfro has been amazing. He's a little rat bastard. That's why Sanchez employs him. But God, the guy, is just, he's always open, and he catches like eight balls a game no matter what. So I think he's going to have to do that. I think they're going to have to throw the ball out against Indianapolis. Um to me, the big question mark is Devonta Smith. Like, what is he? Uh, what is this game going to be? I think it's going to be like a fucking, like a 17 to 7 final. Something, something like that. I think Washington is going to really struggle to do anything on offense. And I think the Eagles 
typically play down to the level of their opponent. Uh, and they've been running the ball a lot lately. And, and, and a lot of the work has gone to the tight end Goddard. So we'll see what happens there. But to me, that is the question mark. Other side of the ball, Brandon Cooks is another guy who, as we mentioned, coming off the COVID list, I don't know how sick he was. I don't know any details, but a speed guy. I'm taking this from the Fantasy Footballers podcast, but they're talking about it. These speed guys, Lockett, Reek, now Brandon Cooks. If you don't have your speed because you can't breathe, what are you going to be? Um, I don't know if he was asymptomatic. I don't know anything, but again, I'm a little nervous there. Uh, T. Higgins, bona fide stud. Uh, I wanted him everywhere this year. I ended up getting him nowhere. Um, Joe Burrow is not afraid to throw it up to him in double coverage, and he seems to fucking come down with it every single time. Last week was so much fun watching him throw the ball to T. Higgins. I don't see why he can't do something similar this week. And then you have Debius, Debo Samuel. Uh, the man had a child, I believe, on Wednesday. He's been the the wide receiver one and the running back one for this team. I'm sure he could throw it if he if they asked him to. The biggest question mark here is what does Trey Lance do to his production? In the one game that Trey Lance played earlier in the season, Debo did not have a good game. Um, but who knows? He he seems to have become such a focal point of this offense uh, that I, I don't un, I don't see a scenario where he does and he any any. And he gets like scripted out of this game in any way, uh, you know, other other than the, oper- the the possibility that they go up so big and then they don't have to do anything. But the te- the Texans' offense has been solid, so um, I know looking here, Brandon Cooks uh, and George Kittle as well. You're hoping for for uh, Houston to keep up here. So, uh, to me, this is a push, absolute push. You have studs on both sides, and then you have Cooks and and Devonta Smith, who are question marks. Cooks is the better player from a fantasy standpoint, but what is COVID going to do to him? So I'm gonna I'm gonna call this a a, a full on push here. Then you go to the tight end position, uh, Zach Ertz and George Kittle. Call me crazy, but. What does Trey Lance do for George Kittle? And George Kittle has had, a, he's faltered a little bit over the last couple of weeks. He's looked great as a football player, but I tell you what, Zach Ertz is involved on that uh, Cardinals offense. And, and I don't see why that's going to stop. They're going to have to throw, they're going to have to put up points against Dallas. Um, George Kittle to me is going to be touchdown dependent this week. I, 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 I think between the run game, of your running backs and then Trey Lance's ability on his feet. I could see George Kittle doing a lot of blocking this week, um, but maybe finding his way into the end zone. I don't know, but I'm going to call this a push. Call me crazy. I know that's a, a hot take, but Zach Ertz has been great. And George Kittle, you never really know what you're going to get, especially in this game that has the potential to become a negative game script for him uh, early. So, that is my very quick breakdown of this matchup. I know I'm no Gino when it comes to the matchup breakdowns, but here it is. I'm sticking to my guns. Sanchez, I, I, I just think that your team is, is very, very good. I, I believe that this game is going to provide the fireworks that we hoped for. Um, that being said, I don't think that these two teams are going to go to the the, uh, the the scoring levels that they went to last week. I am crowning Boats and Young Ho, the OG Corn Man, in a shootout, one fifty seven to one forty nine. We'll see what happens. 
Uh, either way, I stand by the uh, sentiment that the two best teams in the league, the two best rosters, are in the championship. That's that's all you can ask for in a uh, a hard fought league that has very sharp owners who are on top of their shit nobody's nobody's not setting their lineups this is a people care about this and when you have the teams that deserve it making it to the finals uh as a commissioner and as a player in the league uh that i'm happy to see it so sanchez i think you get it done kills me to say that you're you're scum um uh nadam kongju if you do get it done you can uh you can tell me that I am an idiot, but all I will say is regardless of the outcome, I'm not happy that you and that roster are sitting in my division for years to come. So whatever happens, it's been a great season. I'm very happy that we have this league. Uh, I'm very excited for what the future holds. Uh, there's going to be a lot of conversation in the offseason about several, several uh scoring changes, roster changes, uh, salary cap changes, not necessarily changes, but conversations that I think I purposely left open-ended because there, there's a lot of different directions that we can go. And this is a true democracy and we're gonna, we're gonna do what's best for the league. So uh, again, happy new year. Uh, I hope that 2022 uh, is, is, far better than 2020 and 2021. Um, I'm looking forward to spending it with all of you. Uh, God bless and go get that corn.